0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good whatever it is, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you spending a little time with myself and Thomas, and I think you're going to really, really, really enjoy this episode. So, let me just get started by saying, This is a great episode. We had a lot of fun. But, and I hate to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy, the real meat and potatoes of the conversation was in Hour 2. And Hour 2 is available over on Patreon. So if you've ever thought about supporting the show, if you've ever wanted a little more extra juicy content, you can get that over on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash tonemob. And for 5 bucks a month, you can literally help the lights stay on over here and get extra content delivered to your ears every week. And that means this week, you get an entire extra hour. That's right. And there are, I don't even know how many episodes. Probably knocking on the door of 200 at this point. Maybe, maybe a little less, but definitely over 150 of uh, extra episodes over there and some of them are extra long and some of them are extra good and there's also sneak peeks that come up over there so if you can that's great I really really appreciate everyone who does and also if you can't I get it things are weird all over but if you could tell a friend tell somebody that you think might enjoy this show that also helps literally every download counts and if there was nobody listening there would be no point in doing this so yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other housekeeping to do at the moment? I think I mentioned this last time, but if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, I spent two hours hanging out with the JHS crew, and it is available over on their YouTube channel. We talked about Soviet effects, and we played a bunch of Soviet-era pedals And uh, I provided a little bit of history, and we joked around, we did some jams. It was a really, really fun live stream, and over 30,000 people have watched it at this point, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. And if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, it's over on the JHS Pedals YouTube page, so slide over there and check that out. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably good for now. I think that's good. Let's get into this episode with Mr. Thomas Eric of The Fall of Troy and a bunch of other stuff. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tone Mob podcast, the show about guitar stuff, sometimes once in a while. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have Thomas Eric from Fall of Troy and like 400 other things. What's going on? Yes.
1: Um, I'm currently chilling in San Diego, um, producing my friend's uh, debut EP. So cool! So and, cool. Vaca- and vacationing at the same time because it's like San Diego is kind of my like, I need to get away from somewhere. It's like my kind of second home. Yeah, that's what Nashville like, is for me. So, yeah. Well, I lived in Nashville too. Did you? I did.
0: How long did you live there?
1: Um, about two years.
0: Cool. Cool. What part of what part of town? When was that?
1: Uh, Little Mexico, Southside, Nolensville. Nice. No nice, nice, nice.
0: Yeah, I, I, I go there at least once a year usually. Got yeah. Friends and business people and other things there, and it's a I I yeah I love Nashville
1: big fan. Yeah, I do too. I I really enjoyed it. I'd li- I'd live there again probably.
0: But you but, uh, you are like me. You're a Pacific Northwest boy originally,
1: right? Yeah, I I am I'm Seattle based, born and raised.
0: Born and raised. Are you still
1: in Seattle? Currently. Yeah. I mean, I dude, I've been in a lot of places in the last like 5 years.
0: This might be really difficult to do cuz I was doing the math Uh, I posted that you were coming on the show in the Facebook group that's attached to this show. And there's a few questions and uh, one of our older gentlemen in there, uh, his name is Sean and he has a company called Lollygagger. He's actually been on the podcast before. Uh, He was like, I don't know any of these bands. Like you need to get older bands on. And I was like, well, fall, the fall of Troy have been around for, let me do the math. Almost 18, 18 years, 20 years. Yeah. Almost Almost two
1: decades. (laughs) Get He's, with the program, Sean. Get with the program. He likes to he likes to poke
0: fun. It's his thing he likes to do. It's, I, and I just poked fun at him, so it's okay. He'll love it. I, I guarantee you that. Uh, anyway. Let's do for people like Sean, let's maybe do the thirty thousand foot view as as easily as you can do. I know this is extremely difficult. Who are you? And you know, what, what do people know you from? Let's see if we can condense that down as as much as possible as, as it is to condense 18 years into, you know, seven
1: minutes. Who am I as a musician or who am I as a person?
0: Well, we'll get into the person stuff later. But okay. How about as a musician?
1: Uh, I am a multi-instrumentalist from Seattle, Washington, predominantly known for fronting my bands, uh, the Fall Try and Just Like Vinyl. And I have a project uh, with my friend Kurt Travis called Pushover. And uh, I'm currently really working hard on uh, a solo career. I have a EP called Thomas Iraq and the Shoreline, um, the whole story. I have out a couple songs under the moniker Thomas Eric and the Witching Hour that are up on Bandcamp that are very like, slow melodic songs. Um, I'm working on a concept EP right now under the moniker uh, Tom Serac, T-O-M, capital S. Well, so capital T-O-M, capital S, E-R-A-K. Um, and that is going to be called Thousands of Dead Satellites. And it's going to be, like... It's gonna be a pretty ambitious thing. It's it's a concept um record that is five songs and then it has segues in between all the songs. It has an intro, it has an outro. It's gonna be a dual ten inch. Um, I'm doing it with uh, my friend Kester Limner who did the artwork for the first Volatory record and, and the first um and 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 uh, both the OG and the second versions of Doppelganger, and she did a lot of our merch, and uh, we recently reconnected, and so we're gonna do it like uh, it, it'll be more like a hardbound uh, like table book than mm. a than a than a vinyl. So like you'll open it up and you'll have the two vinyl behind the cover and then you'll have um like you know blank page and then the table of contents and you'll have a 20 30 page short story fully illustrated by her um and then in the back once you get to the end of the story uh the the inside of the back cover will be um, a pull out lyric sheet slash uh Uh, liner note thing. Dude. There will be tons of Easter eggs, and uh, the merch line will be based off of the story. The record's based off of the short story. It's basically a movie without the movie. So it's really ambitious, and we're taking it very seriously.
0: Dude, that sounds like all kinds of my business. That sounds like... The project I just wrapped up on all kinds of steroids. I love it so
1: much. Like that's yeah. um, the only other thing I want to say about it is that it is a um, it's a post-apocalyptic like a zombie um, tale m- or no no it's post-apocalyptic like AI and machinery have taken over and merged with the rich and elite to harvest. Um, like you know, the middle and lower class energy, and pretty much get rid of them. Gotcha. Um, but it's in the future, so there is ways off of Earth, but it's very dangerous. Um, but yeah, it's also a, it's also a love story, though. Okay. So, so it's a post-apocalyptic, uh, like cyberpunk love, love cyber story. cyberpunk. Love story, yes. That's, nice. that's pretty good. That sounds,
0: yeah, you, you're you ticking all horror, the time. Horror, there's, yeah. uh,
1: that, there's I, the one word I forgot to put in is, like, let's say, let's say, uh, cyberpunk horror love story. Uh, it's suddenly <laughs> scary. It will definitely be scary.
0: Oh, man, you, you, you have no idea. You don't know me at this point, but we're going to get to know each other. But that just, I, that's just firing on all cylinders for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, that's I'm, everything
0: I, that I could ever want.
1: Well look, man, I've I've made some pretty ambitious records in my life and I feel like it's time for me to make another record that is to the standards of Doppelganger or Phantom on the Horizon. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to I wanna put out but I wanna put out a solo record. I wanna put out a solo record where people go, I mean, Faultroy's sweet, but he doesn't Apparently, all he needs is himself because that is all I need. You know right. I mean? um, so then, after that, that's in the, that's that's going to be coming soon. That'll that's like nearly done. After that, uh, through the pandemic, I uh, have about twenty five, halfway or a little bit more than halfway songs of the tuck that are going to be a dual LP. Nice. Yeah. That. Uh, I'm not sure. They might, they might be like a dual LP or I might separate them. I might use one of them to go to continue along the story of the EP. I don't know. I haven't made it that far yet, but yeah, right now it's looking like I want to, I'm going to try to make it my my like Melancholy and Infinite Sadness.
0: Man. That's it's interesting that you did decide to include the visual aspect along with it, because with what I did, i i I have a story in my head uh, and how I made this last well, it's my only solo record I've ever done. Uh, and I have like this story mapped out in my brain. and but so many people are taking different things from it. like i I thought about getting together with one of my artist friends and. Writing a comic book, you know, to go along with it. But then, when so many different people were getting so many different things out of it, I almost like part of me was like, maybe I should leave it alone and let people
1: think whatever they want to think. You know what I mean? Right. I get it. Well, okay. The deal is Kester, I've known her for so long, and her art looks like my music and my music sounds like her art, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I know that she also is, she's a writer, you know? She's a poet and a writer and um, it just, it goes, okay, it, it, it's not really a solo record if you really think about it. And that's where I, I'm enjoying it because solo record is like, Either just yourself or you and an engineer you know mm-hmm. because when you're when you're making music with an engineer if you're firing on all cylinders, you're as one you know there's no back and forth there's no do you know what I'm saying there's no
0: yeah um, there there an engineer is there
1: to help you you know operate more engineer pictures. is there to do whatever you say. Right. <laughs> Especially because I have produced enough records at this point that that's that's how it is. It's
0: completely you know, different. I'm, from a I'm a
1: producer. Yeah. I'm a producer. So um but with this it's like I have my engineer, but I really felt like I wanted to collaborate with someone, but not a musician. Right. Like, I wanted someone to help me write the story and to, uh, you know, illustrate a thing and, and come up with, the, like, just the, the like, we, we want to make this a deep, deep, deep project. Like, deep project.
0: Um, so, it's a, so it's a solo record, but it's not a solo project, I think is what you're getting.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean it's, the it, book, the short the short story book, the illustrated book is just as important as the music itself is.
0: So do you think that you'll like obviously they're supposed to be together, but could you envision each one standing on its own enough to ever be separated into two different pieces?
1: Um Like, if somebody that, walked that's, into a that's, book... That's, a, that's, not, that's not the angle. Right. Like, at all. The, the angle is to make it multimedia and have it that way for a reason. Like and, and, like, so she doesn't have to do art for a vinyl and do art for a book when right. it should all just be together as one world, one universe. Because we're dropping you into a universe, you know? Yeah. So... Uh- I was wondering. But, about. I, but I, I, I understand the question. If if it, if it came down to that and people wanted to do that, then yeah, I definitely think so. Like, I mean, it's going to come with like a download card and stuff. So like, you'll be able to like download the record, like because it's only going to come on wax, but it'll come with a download card so you can have the album, you okay. know, like on your on your on your on your iPad or your iPhone or whatever, and figure out a way to to have it come with like some artwork too, you know? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it it would probably be, I mean, I'm totally speaking out of, I have no idea how easy this was, but in my, in my brain, it could be such a thing where you could offer, I mean, digital books are a thing you could, you know, go to the record, download it, go download the digital book and, read it and listen to it at the same time on the same device the same way if you wanted to.
1: So that makes right, sense. right. Okay. or we could even we could even do something like audible. Yeah. Oh with yeah. like with like with like the music in the background. Yeah, that would be sick. But Dude. I don't know. I also feel like this project is meant to be very exclusive. Mm-hmm and like I I want it to be very exclusive and be very special and like uh, rare kind of on purpose. So like, you know, something like that would be a very big deal to me, like for me to do something like that, that, that seems like, that would be awesome in another case. But for this record, like I want it, I want this to be the record that like people have a hard time getting almost like, you know, Like, like, um, like. I think we're gonna probably. I mean, we gotta figure out how to do the book thing and all that. But I think, I mean, it's gonna probably be pretty expensive, expensive to press in the first place. And it's probably gonna be fairly expensive to buy. So we'll probably only press two hundred fifty at a time, you know. Mm -hmm. And then pre-sale them. Hope, Hope that does well. Then once that, if that does well, then we'll. Change the color variant or something and uh, do another 250, you know, and just kind of do small runs, like even if, if even 250, maybe even less, but I don't know. I it hasn't got there yet, but right, you, you see what I'm saying.
0: I do, I do. I'm just getting into the whole, you know, releasing vinyl independently thing, and I'm like, whoa, this is kind of, I mean, it's easier than it's ever been, but it's still kind of involved. Like it's like, yeah, not just as easy as like putting this up on (laughs)
1: DistroKid, Right. Right. Well, I'm, I'm really, really, really excited. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm actually releasing it through a label uh, from, from Connecticut called Fake Four Inc. I don't know um, how familiar you might be with them. They are predominantly a hip hop label like an oh. alternative kind of hip-hop label, um, owned by a guy named Chesky, who is a phenomenal um, renaissance man of a musician, uh, writes beautiful folk songs. The next song, he is the best rapper you've ever seen. Um, then he writes pop songs. It's He's amazing. But him uh, and uh, this one other person run the label Fake for they also put out uh, a group called Dark Time Sunshine who are one of my current favorite acts like in the world. They they put out a record called Laura This Year and it is by far my my album of the year. Shout out to shout out to Henri Osborne and, and Zavala. Chicago meets Seattle. It's it's very, very good album if you haven't checked it out. I, would
0: I have not. I will have to.
1: But new yeah, new but Ches but Chesky is um Taken the risk to put out a hard rock record He's never done that before So I will be the first um, Like Hard rock record to be released On Fake Four That's awesome that's Which very is cool. huge because I've been a fan of Fake Four I mean, I'm a huge hip hop head And like you know they've done They've done stuff that's not just straight Boom bap and stuff like they've done Alternative hip hop and things but Nothing like What I do you know Right N- nothing like that. So, I'm very honored. I'm very flattered. I'm, i I want to make sure that I deliver something completely um, new and different and forward-thinking, and something that will make him very proud. You know, totally. So, and he's the he's the kind of he's the guy that if hey, if I'm like, so, dude, I want to do this whole short story illustrated. You know, crazy, crazy idea. He'd be like, "Okay, let's do it. Let's see if we can make <laughs> it." Like, he's the only guy I know that'd probably do that. Uh, but it's cool because Fake Force doing very well. That Dark Time Sunshine Records doing very well. Chesky's records always do very well. I think, um, I think Chesky's making a good decision, kind of trying to step into the rock and roll world a little bit. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it it never is a bad idea to, you know diversify when you're in any kind of business you know and that's what a label is so i think he's starting in a good place and it seems like it lines up with his based on what you're telling me it seems like it lines up with his kind of whole ethos you know
1: yeah you know, it week. lines up with the aesthetic for sure
0: yeah so i wanted to ask you something because i i was I I've, I've listened to your two interviews with our mutual friend Dewey who helped hook this up. Pure Pleasure Podcast, everybody go check it out if you haven't. Yes, uh, yes,
1: shout out to the man Dewey.
0: Yes, love that dude. Um we've both been on his show and Thomas yes. has been on multiple times, so. 3 times. Yep, go check it out. It's great. Anyway, he's also Dewey's also been on this podcast. He's Dewey and, you know, Pure Pleasure and Tone Mob, we're we're podcast buddies, you know? So yeah. go show yeah. that show some
1: love if you haven't already. It's fantastic. Anyway I'm a huge I'm a huge podcast fan, so whenever I get asked to be on one, I I really enjoy it. I like kinda even like you may have noticed, I kind of reached out to you to be like, Hey, so uh we're gonna do that podcast or what? <laughs> yeah, we were,
0: yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to do it months ago and then I had firestorms followed by ice storms,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had the end of the world so I and it,
0: so it kind of got it got backburnered, and then I totally spaced on hitting hitting you back up. And so I'm glad you you reminded me
1: because hey, my man. brain is, you know, frazzled, you know, you know, most musicians these days wouldn't think to hit you back up to. To to, to to do a podcast, but that's how much I enjoy them.
0: Well, thank you very much. I'm very glad you did because I was very excited about doing this and I felt bad for not remembering, but, uh, anyway, where were we going with that? I was going somewhere. I forgot. We were, we were
1: talking, you were talking about Dewey.
0: Oh yeah. You were kind of just segwaying. I was segueing into something. But, oh yeah. I remember now. See my brain, it's working again. Uh, yeah you I was listening to your latest episode and I didn't get that deep into it but I'm I'm going to finish it cuz I always do but you were talking about something that really resonated with me and that is making music you making music that you want to that you that's similar to what you listen to versus what you're known for playing yeah and that is something that you know on this this record that I made it doesn't sound anything like anything I listen to. And I, I I fought it for a while and my wife finally talked me into like, just let it happen. See what happens. Don't stop, stop trying to make it into something that it's not. And once I did that, it was so much more enjoyable and everything just kind of fell out. And I was like, wow, that's, that seems like the way to do this. I wanted to know what your perspective was on it since you mentioned it briefly with Dewey.
1: Um, I mean, I think, I think I'm think i kind of, I'm a different kind of breed in general, I think, like as far as musicians my age, in general, like just, and I, again, some of these things that I say, I know they sound kind of cocky. I'm not being cocky. That's not my ammo at all. It's just, it's just the truth to me. You have to understand. Let me give you some context. My dad has had me. On stages in venues around huge rock stars since I was a baby, you know, it, and 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 learning, uh, you know, Motown and Zeppelin and uh, the Rolling Stones and the Mahavishnu Orchestra, Jimi Hendrix, and you know things that things that little kids maybe don't even get exposed to but definitely aren't, like, obsessed with.
0: Basically, sounds like, since
1: you can remember. Yeah, for, forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, let's put it this way. I don't remember when I started playing drums. I don't remember. And then I picked up a bass, because my dad's bass was always around. And uh, I got pretty good at that pretty fast. And then we had a a, a, a Squire Stratocaster in the house. And I figured to myself one day, well, I can play drums good. I can play bass pretty good. If I learn how to play guitar decent, I could, like, write my own songs, you know, like, all by myself if I want to. Um, and that was the main kind of drive. That was the main kind of idea. But um, as far as going back to what you asked me, I'm just cut from a different cloth. I'm a little more serious about um like music in general, you know, and, and I, I'm a little more serious about it, but I give a lot less hoots about what people think that I'm doing too, because if they don't get it, then that's their problem. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, like the fall of Troy, if you listen to us, every record is totally different. Every yeah. song they are on every record is totally different. That that's by design. That's that 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 keeps us in a place that we can we can do a punk metal song and then throw a blues ballad in there and but have it all be cohesive and be the be that band that can get away with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been very proud of that. I know Andrew has. I know. Everybody that has been in Fall of Troy is proud of that. Now with my solo stuff, I kind of try to take it and take not make it such a mashup, make it more like, okay, I'm going to focus on this thing I really like that I did in Fall of Troy and kind of elaborate on that. And then the next song let's take this thing that I really liked in the fall. try and elaborate on that instead of doing all these millions of things every five seconds, you know? Right. Um, I think just like vinyl was a good kind of, um, transition into that mind state. Like, because just like vinyl was still kind of, kind of wild. It's kind of mathy, kind of, kind of spazzy. Um, but was definitely more structured, Head hooks, rock band kind of thing, you know. Right. Um, but uh, but now now my solo music is taking it's it's moving forward into a place I've never been before for sure. But it's definitely throwing back to my early Fall of Troy days too, like with the concepts, with the with the the structures of the songs with the um, like just the songs are heavier you know but if they're not heavier they're more melodic but they're still technical more technical than my solo music's been so far Um, so yeah dude like this this whole like this pandemic's been a bitch but I I've definitely pushed myself to make some really Um, exciting to me music and I hope exciting to people that that listen to my music
0: I think it's interesting to watch you you know I kind of went back and like tried to pay attention to what you've been up to throughout this time and it's you seem to be somewhat unique in that I mean I know there's other people that have done this too so it's not like entirely this you know completely unimaginable thing but you seem to be be very intentional with like well I can't do anything else so I might as well be working on this stuff
1: Whereas Yeah definitely it well, can... I, it's it's more it's more I'm lucky enough to be in the position to where I can go work on this stuff so I'm, I'm it's my responsibility to do it not so much what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Close, close, close observation, but it's more, I care more than that. You know, like I, I want to, and not only that, man, I've, I've never been the biggest fan of being in the studio. And, uh, this year, last year, I'm doing all this stuff. I've really like learned how to enjoy recording music. Well, it's still kind of a headache sometimes, but I've been, I've enjoyed it more lately than ever before. Let's put it that way.
0: See, that's a really interesting thing and I remember you saying that with Dewey too. Because...
1: I've been experimenting a lot more. Like playing instruments I wouldn't normally play and getting better at them and that's exciting.
0: Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm wired the complete di- different way like i'm i'm kind of an extrovert so i don't it's not that i don't want people to look at me or anything like that but right. i enjoy the recording process way more than playing in front of people which is it's just interesting to see how people are wired differently and you know for as much as they might do similar things like that was never just, your, your your favorite thing to do
1: i i do i do like the recording process because when it's done it's so worth it, you know. Like I like the end of the recording process, like yeah. the the, the touch ups and stuff. That's and like when people are when you when you're when you're having people in the studio and like you know having a good time. That's when it's that's when it's really fun, rock star type stuff. But but like yeah, it can be very tedious sometimes. And uh, but it's part of it. It's part of it. Right. I'm not trying to say that I just want to play live and not record. Of course I want to record. I think, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm very proficient at it. I have ears to make very great records. What I'm saying is it's just hard on me Like personally because I'm such a perfectionist, you know, like I want it to be perfect and, uh, that's, that's what may, that, maybe, maybe I should not say it's not fun. It's just, it's difficult. Yeah. It it can, I mean, it can be frustrating for me.
0: It's hard to know when something's done, right?
1: It's hard to know. Well, when nothing's, done. Ever done. Yeah. nothing's ever done. It's nothing's ever done. It's, 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 it's win to know just to, to put it down because right. then once you get on the road, you can start changing it again and whatever. So, right. I don't worry about that too much. I've never really had that problem too much. Like when something, when something's done, I don't second guess it very much.
0: That's good. That's yeah. that's good. It's that's been something I've had to work on because I could tweak till it
1: to infinity and beyond, and never I can, I can understand, understand that. I can understand <laughs> that. I, I can. I I mean, I, it's not like I haven't been there before, you know. Like, but at this point in my career, for a while now, it's like that was one of my first big problems when I first started recording records was just not knowing where to stop. So I nipped that in the bud as fast as possible.
0: Well, before we get to, I want to talk to you more about songwriting and and all that here, but before we get too off the deep end uh, away from gear entirely, uh, we've got a couple things from the Facebook group that uh, people wanted me to ask you. Uh, So here we go. Ian Pritchard, who, uh, is an awesome dude, and he does a bunch of demos under the name Collector Emitter, if the listeners aren't familiar. Check that stuff out. But he uh, is a huge fan, first of all. And he says, how much does he think effects shaped their sound, specifically on the early records? He basically introduced me to the DL-4.
1: Um, I mean, I think I set some trends with effects. I think I was trying trying some different things at least but I think people would be surprised how much more it is my hands than pedals honestly you know Mm -hmm. I I really really picked and chose when I use my effects Um, and I love effects I think they're great but what I've learned about effects pedals is Anybody can have a delay pedal, and it sounds like anybody else's delay pedal. The trick, the trick, my trick to any effects pedal is finding the spot where it kind of glitches itself or does something that you discovered you can make it do that nobody's discovered yet. And using that with your hands and making it something new.
0: I mean, you know, that's how, that's how we got a lot of these effects, you know? Tape flanging mm-hmm. was a studio trick. You know, now it's in all these wit- wild pedals, you know? It comes down to pushing the gear to somewhere where it was never intended to be. And right. that's how you find new stuff. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Dewey's got like half a million questions. I, Dewey should just text you. And ask you <laughs> ask you these questions. Uh, he's just
1: he's just supporting us.
0: He is. He's wonderful. Uh let's get to another one here. Uh Cade Hornbuckle. He says, ask him why he stopped playing Rickenbackers and if they would do a split album with Chon.
1: Um well. I got sponsored by Gibson.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I would love to do a split album with John. Well, there you go. Actually, Mario is a Mario is a feature on uh, like the single of this upcoming uh, concept record. Nice, very cool.
0: You, I mean, you. I don't know if we want to spill all the beans, but you've got some pretty heavy heavy hitters so far that you've you've told me off the air. But I don't know if we want to spill all those beans yet. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, it's g I mean, it's cool if people know that Mario's on it. It's that's yeah, that's a thing. That's that's already that's already tracked. That's already that's that's there. So
0: it's it's in the can. Nice.
1: It's that's in the can, so
0: nice. Uh there's a bunch of people just being like I'm so stoked for this episode. I'm a big fan, blah blah blah. Like there's there's like six people saying that same basically that same thing.
1: That's so cool. That always <laughs> trips me out so much, like just random Facebook groups like wanting to ask me questions that it never ceases to like humble me and amaze me, you know, that people even care. Right. It's every time. It's I, really, it's really flattering. It really is.
0: It's I, I, I like that uh, most people I talk to tend to feel the same. It's like, wow, people care. That is that is almost the most mind blowing thing. Yeah. You know? Like even with this show, I'm like, wow, the messages and stuff I get, like, people really care about this and it's hard it's hard for me to process. I got I have that imposter syndrome thing pretty aggressively. And, yeah. Uh, it's
1: but you know, well, thank you. you're not you're not you're not you're not you're not meant to process it. Like you're just meant to keep on keeping on. I keep think. on trucking. Yeah, I think that's what I'm supposed to do too. I think you're right about that. I think if we think about it too hard, we'll lose the magic that we have in the first place. Just
0: got to keep on trucking. I like it. Yeah. So one of Dewey's questions that he listed in his, his wall of questions was actually something I wanted to get into um, back when you were talking about stuff earlier. And that is your relationship with your dad. Yeah. You, know, you talked about how that was really important. Um, but what what was his role? What Still a very... Him- Still very important. So yeah, yeah. what, what, what is it, what's his story? How come he was introducing to you all the to all this stuff so young and so? Uh, it seems like it was just there from day one. What's story? I mean, the story he,
1: he's he was a touring musician. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. was the baddest bass player anywhere. Like he he was a for hire. You know. Touring slash session guy, he played with everybody from, you know, the Eagles dudes to Heart, uh, to the Almond wow. Brothers, to BB King. Um, you know, he was he was he was real deal. And uh, my sister was born; she was older than me. So he kind of slowed down, and then when I was born, he was on tour with Heart, and he was like, "Look, uh, my my wife's going into labor with my son, and I missed my daughter being born. I'm not missing this. Oh, I know you guys. Uh, I know you guys got a backup, so you'll be fine. You know, thank you for the opportunity. It's been a great, you know, year and a half or whatever whatever it was. And he uh, went home and Never went back to being on the road full time. Wow! So imagine how he feels that I followed in his footsteps and like maybe even have been more successful, you know, it's something that I felt, I, I, I felt my whole life that I owe him.
0: I you imagine know? that he's always been really supportive, you know, a lot it's, of people. Insanely. Instantly. Yeah. I think a lot of parents might be more hesitant for their kids to try to follow this path and, you know, for good reason, but yeah, uh, but dude, there was, ne-
1: there was, there was never a question of where I was headed ever, right.
0: ever. Do you feel like he, he, do you think you would have done that with, uh, even if he didn't kind of, expose you to all that stuff you think you would have had a natural just maybe possibly even genetic
1: predisposition yeah yeah because he dude, he didn't groom me or anything i had to beg him to get me out of situations when i was stuck you know Mm-hmm. it was it was definitely not a stage parent kind of thing it was like dad please please like i'm stuck with this please help me all right you know he never forced me to do anything, and it was just seeing him play was so cool, man. It was, just, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was the coolest thing ever. I just wanted to be my dad. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's that literally that's what I'm doing. No plan B or C. That's it. I'm doing that, no matter what it takes. And that's what I'm still doing. So pretty crazy. That's amazing, man. Pretty, pretty scary sometimes too, especially now.
0: Yeah, there's so much uncer- uncertainty, you know, and uh, weirdness in the world. It's it's hard, especially to say you know, the least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like we're 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 headed to light at the end of the tunnel, though, and that's 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 a good thing because we haven't had that for a while, it seems. <clears throat> but uh, you mentioned something earlier that before we were recording that you just got a bunch of new gear. Yeah. And you were wanting to talk about it, it sounded like. So what did you get? What are you excited about?
1: Well, Andrew, our drummer, like just um he's just finished up his electrical engineering like uh, degree. Nice. So he's built a bunch of like synths, like analog synths. And um, he makes like electronic music in his free time. And so he called me up and was like, Hey, what do you think about giving each other each, you know, a reasonable budget to get some new gear for when we make this new record that we're going to make next year. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I got my hands on a on a on an Empress Echo system, which yeah. is yeah, dope. So but cool. I I got my hands on my current favorite pedal that I've ever had, which is um, a Hologram Effects Microcosm.
0: Dude, me and you both. I am obsessed yeah. with that thing right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's really both of them together. It's I'm still I've only had them for a little while. I'm still really. It's going to take me a while to really master those pedals, but I'm going to master those pedals like (laughs) nobody else. So get out the way everyone, because I'm going to leave y'all in the the dust. I'm sorry. Oh man.
0: All right. Well, I'll get out of the way then.
1: I mean, (laughs) this is me talking to myself because they are very intimidating pedals. (laughs) yeah I
0: think the the ecosystem is more straightforward,
1: but yeah yeah still but a lot so, it's but still so a lot. much stuff dude like every month it's like 48 new things on the SD card, you know it's mm-hmm. so crazy and uh, and like programming and stuff like I'm not super used to that, but I think I think that the microcosms kind of in my brain a little easier, honestly.
0: Really? See, I'm, yeah. I'm flip flopped. The microcosm takes a little bit more. For I love that thing so much. What I love the most about it, I think, is how wild it is. But if you don't want to get that wild, you can. There's some immediately available awesomeness that you don't have to be a, a genius at it to to
1: access, which is pretty sure. Cool, yeah, def- definitely, definitely. See, see, my style of guitar playing is so abstract that it works like real well sometimes being just completely nuts right Mm -hmm. kind of goes back to what i'm saying about finding what the pedal can do along with your hands that sounds like like nobody else can make it sound you know right so that that pedal is definitely um pushing that button for me
0: do you have a favorite trick that you've discovered with it yet
1: um there's a few things there's a few things I figured out I'm 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 very into the mosaic mode I'm very into the arp mode mm-hmm. um I think it's really cool that you can um like
0: It's hard when it's not right in front of you. I'm I'm looking at Yeah, and I'm trying to, trying to see if I can see it from here, and I like, can
1: <laughs> Like like the like the looper situation. How how you can you can keep it in time. You know, mm-hmm. um, very interesting. Um, of course, how you can like loop and then speed up the loop, slow down the loop, reverse the loop, all while having effects going. Pretty cool.
0: The re- I've had a lot of fun with the reverse I'm not gonna lie it, it, yeah. it completely it's so fun because you can you can play a chord or a progression and then reverse it and then I've tried to play it in reverse and that just like melts my brain because I'm not that good um, <laughs> yeah. trying to play along with the reversed sound I'm like what this should be easier than I'm making it in my head it's yeah
1: it's bizarre yeah and then um and then I got recently sponsored by my friend, Nick, Nick Deener, who was in a band called the swellers. He's making pedals now. Oh nice. And, um, he sent me two pedals that he sent me a pedal called the goon fuzz, which is just the gnarliest fuzz pedal you've ever heard. Like in your life, like regular, like it's two, like two buttons. The regular fuzz is out of control. Just one big knob. Like, and then it has, like, another button just that makes it go out of control and gives you all these crazy harmonics and just crazy, 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 crazy stuff.
0: That sounds fun.
1: Perfect for my pedal board. Then he also makes a, um, a pedal that is basically made to be a clone or to sound like the distortion sound on Weezer's Blue Album. Oh, very nice. Yeah, and it's called a Red Rider, and I I really love that, too. Um, so shout out to Wonder Effects in Michigan. Um, then also, um, my buddy Phil at CMC Guitars uh, has taken on the task of creating uh, my custom pedal that is like... It's called it's called a um, it's called the Tom, which is the triple octave manipulator. <gasps> triple octave. Yeah. So Tell you can so you can so you can control. You have a master. I'm just going to go from the top. So you have, like it goes down the side, and then there's other controls. So you have a master volume at the top, then you have the volume for the high highest octave. Then you have a gain for the high octave. Mm. Then you, then you have just the regular, the middle volume. And then you have the gain for that. Then you have the low octave and the gain for that. And then you have another switch that can take you from starting at the left, just regular octave. Um, then, uh, let's see where the other settings, uh, regular regular octave then square square wave octave
0: oh okay okay
1: then then sub octave so it goes real nasty and low and then the fourth one is square sine wave or or s- square sub octave which is gotcha. really crazy too
0: That sounds like so much fun.
1: Yeah. Well, and the cool thing about it, too, is it does tons of things. Like, one thing I found out about it is if I turn off, uh, like, the high octave and a low octave, and I just use the middle, like, turn the middle octave up, like, the the volume of the, just the regular, like, my regular signal. Right, the natural... Nope. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Turn that up, and turn the gain up to about I don't know, maybe two o'clock, and then the master volume up top. Turn that to about two o'clock too, and it has the most unbelievably like tone, tone, delicious tube screamer-esque sound ever. Nice. So it can be used as like a tube screamer, or you can just take that whole thing out and just go octaves. You can just take everything out except for the low octaves and go like sub bass, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a plethora of useful stuff.
0: That sounds awesome. You know, when that's coming out
1: soon, man, like we, Phil ha- has the, the handmade um, boards all done. He's got 15 of them done, and now he's waiting on the boxes. Once he gets the boxes, he's just putting them together, and we're going to announce the release date. Sweet. But we're going to do the first 15 hand-wired, hand-signed. Um, then after that, he's going to move over to uh, PVC boards so he can make them a little more efficiently mm-hmm. and cheaper. But, I mean, if you're going to ask me, I would go with, I would want the one that I have, which is, you know, the hand-wired, like, OG one, just because it it just does really amazing things that I don't think, I don't think it's going to do quite as well, like, after the first 15, so. If you got the money out there and you want a pedal that is very one of a kind and you, I promise you will be happy with, keep your eyes open because they will go. They will go fast. I don't doubt that. But right. I want them. I want them to go to people that are really good at using, you know, of course, of course. Well, and, you know, and they're and they're a collector's item, honestly. Like the first 15, because they're going to be like hand signed and, you know they'll never they'll never be made like that again so it is what it is
0: it's a special it's a special release thing i love that kind of stuff
1: yeah yeah i'm dude i've i've wanted to to design and 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 work with somebody that's very competent of making pedals forever and so this kind of falling into my lap has been really awesome but I'm really nervous about it because I really want it to like, do well. I really, really want it to do well. If it doesn't do well, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> I think it's going to be all right, man. I think you'll be okay. Uh, yeah, I hope so too. But I'm just like that, you know.
0: You have to will it into existence. It'll it'll happen
1: for you. yeah if that's the case, I've done that my whole life. I guess it'll be all right.
0: That's what I was going to say. It seems like that's like basically your entire career.
1: So. Yeah. I mean, I've willed everything I know into existence.
0: Today. <laughs> so we're, we're getting close to the uh, the end of the main episode. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing, we, we got a few minutes before we get into the classic questions, but I, I do want to ask something that I like to ask anybody who's had a lot of experience in the music industry and has been able to ca- carve out a career of some sort for themselves. You know, I like to get this question out there because there's a lot of people listening that that would like your insight. So, what would you say to somebody, you know, maybe just starting out or thinking they want to do something, you know, similar to what you've done, or or just in the music business in general? Do you have any just general advice for them?
1: Just record for now. Mm-hmm. Just record, record. Practice, hone your craft, maybe consider having a change of career path. But if not, just work on your craft until we, this this uh, nightmare gets back to where we can actually, actually do something with it again. All right. Because that's what I've been doing. Yeah, that's all I know how to do. Right. And that's coming from the guy that loves to play shows more than anybody in the world. You know, it's it's. uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've I've had I've had thoughts of like letting it go over the last year. You know,
0: really, like, like hanging it up, calling it calling it a day,
1: hanging, hanging it up until uh, until I can m- have an opportunity to do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, fortunately or unfortunately for me, I guess it's just no bitch in my blood like that. So <laughs> I um, instead I went into the studio and. You know, got this EP going, and then I got another, you know, massive. I got enough work to do to where I won't have it done until I get can back, get back on the road anyways. So for all you youngsters out there that want to, you know, make rock music live again, I would really suggest focusing on your actual skills and not your haircuts, you know, and <laughs> not, not your, what you're wearing. And I mean, fashion is cool. I'm with it, but you know,
0: and you do have nice hair.
1: Thank you. But <laughs> you know, I can play the guitar equally as, as nice as my hair. So I just encourage people to, I really, I really love it when I see you know, like youngsters that can play their asses off. You know, I, I love that. And, and, um, and write a song and, you know, put it together. Don't worry so much about about a career right now as just playing music because you'd love it, you know? That, just that's my That's my advice. Yeah, just make stuff. Yeah, just do it as much as you can if you really love it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I I I don't know, man. I've thought about that advice a lot lately. And that's the nicest way I can give it.
0: All right. That works. That works. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got our our classic questions to wrap this show up, but before we get into that, this is your chance to put up a billboard of sorts, tell everyone anything that you want to tell them. It can be a plug, it can be a shout out to your Aunt Tilly, it can be literally anything you want. It's now's, now's the time to do it.
1: Um, shout out to my homies, a different kind of giant in San Diego that I'm helping make their uh, debut EP. Keep your eye out for that. It's going to be, it's going to be dope. Um, I don't just say that because I'm working on it with them. I'm saying that because I'm working on it with them because I believe in them that much. Um, Also, um, I curated a live stream for May 21st that um, I handpicked all the artists that are going to take part. It's going to be a solo set from Cat Lee, who is also known as Tiny Gun, who is like one of my favorite bands. Um, Then a band from... The Bay Area called Treasure with a V. It's a bit you. They're awesome. And then uh, Strawberry Girls are going to be me in support. And then I'm going to do a half solo set. Um, and a half return. As they are going to be my backing band of Just Like Vinyl. So that's going to be pretty exciting sweet sweet and that's gonna be um via the fake Four Inc. twitch and i think youtube so shout out to chesky and shout out to fake Four, and uh yeah that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be an awesome an awesome evening i'm looking forward to it it's kind of gonna be my like uh my coming out like you know Uh, this EP is coming out on fake four, but also just like vinyls back kind of at the same time. So that's cool.
0: Very nice. Very nice. And people can follow you for all the updates on that. And, uh, yeah, make sure you guys, yeah, people, people,
1: people, people can follow me on Instagram, um, at Tommy underscore dip. Um, that's probably the best way to do it. I have a discord, um, I'm taking a break from my Twitch for a little while, but we'll be back. But uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to like play some music and 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 it was and it was cool to just like curate, you know, some smaller bands that I think deserve some shine and some people are really gonna probably like.
0: Nice man. That that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Okay. Classic
0: questions. Here we go. And we'll wrap this thing up.
1: I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling.
0: First question What is your favorite boss pedal? DD3. DD3. Nice pull. It's a solid one.
1: Slap for the the slapback. Of course. Mostly.
0: Yeah. DD3. I love it. I was actually thinking you might say something a little bit weirder, but you know, you can't go
1: wrong. That, 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 or, um, that, or I'd be amiss to not say that it's not really a Boss pedal though. It's a it's a collab of the Roland Boss Space Echo.
0: I mean that counts. That counts.
1: I think. that's 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 my most used Space Echo. That's yeah, a great. But tub. it's but it's not just a Boss pedal.
0: You know? Well, Boss and Roland they're the same company, so I'll, I would I think that counts. You know. Okay. In my book. Okay.
1: Yeah. So Space Echo or DD three. Nice.
0: Alright, final question. And this is the one that, you know, people get pretty heated about. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Cheese. Straight cheese. Yeah, well done. Mm-hmm. Like a good New York cheese slice? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to go wrong. Do you have any particular
1: I really cereal? I mean if I'm if I'm gonna go fancy like I, I really like prosciutto. Oh yeah. And, and like too. roasted roasted garlic. But if I'm just gonna like eat pizza, it's usually just cheese slice.
0: I, I love a good cheese slice. It's a it hits the spot in a the most satisfying of ways, especially when it's done well like you were talking about. So
1: Yeah. It, it's kinda like a Caesar salad. It's like it's 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 easy to make, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta you gotta you, Handle with
0: care. That's right. We
1: doing
0: these things. You gotta you gotta strive for that balance. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be well balanced. It's gotta it's gotta all work. It's
1: gotta together. have the right amount
0: of cheese. Gotta mm-hmm. be cooked right. Yeah, it's a big just, deal. Just the right amount of sauce. Just the right sweetness to balance out the sal- the salty cheese. A That's nice right. crunchy crust. Yeah, you, I feel
1: you. you. You know, you know, you know,
0: Yeah, it's my it's my thing. I'm I'm a yeah. big. I'm
1: a big pizza guy. <laughs> Definitely not pineapple, ever. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's not That's not pizza.
0: It's it's something. It's, it's something. It's dog, it's
1: dog food or something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I've found that it's, you know, a lot of people their perception is that a lot of people feel the way that we do. But if I go off of the guests I've had and the Facebook group response, I honestly think it's like 50-50. I don't, I don't think well, it's as, as out of balance as people think it is.
1: Those but. people, I mean, I'm sure they're nice people and everything, but their opinion is heavily wrong. <laughs> I th- i
0: think it's illegal, actually, in some countries. It you should be. be. Yeah, you can be jailed for it.
1: Or at least fined. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: I mean, it depends on if you're a repeat offender
1: or not, I think. You keep yeah, doing that, it. The yeah, 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 yeah. Long. Yeah. Yeah, like this has been three pineapple pizzas in four months, or You're going to have to do some
0: time. Yep. You're coming downtown in the paddy wagon.
1: That's I back that. I back that. Not <laughs> off rip. not off the rip, though. Not off rip. Give him give a chance.
0: <laughs> give them a chance to correct their ways.
1: Yeah. Right on man. They, maybe they could have like one a year or something, you
0: know. There's like an allotment
1: of pineapple pizza. Yeah, you you can't. We can't be polluting the earth with too many pineapple pizzas. <laughs> they could have a day or something,
0: you know. Pineapple pizza day. What like the yeah. purge. You know, this one yeah. day a year you can be illegal. This one day a year you can eat pineapple pizza. You, yeah,
1: one name. day one day no one will make fun of you. Everyone will It'll be fine. Now you did
0: get me heated. I'm. So, I see. I knew that was going to happen. I, I. I. This is a passionate question. When people get I've to done, it, they, I've done. I've
1: done pretty well not swearing though. So. <laughs> you.
0: You did good. You did good. All right, man. Well, I think that's a good. Good way to button up this part of the. The podcast. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. I've really enjoyed it. What's the, what's the Patreon situation like?
0: Well, we'll wrap this up and we'll get right to it. So, one second okay. here. All right, man. So, for Thomas, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good time. Okay, there you have it. Another episode, as we say, in the can. I really enjoyed that one. I had a great time. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Make sure you go check out all of Thomas's projects. Seriously. The man is very, very, very good at what he does. Sometimes it kind of blows my mind. I'm like, how How did you... Okay, I don't know how you did that. I don't even know what that is. But it sounds rad, and that is what matters. Uh, let's see. Before we wrap this thing up, huge shout-out to everyone who's been using the links. All of the links are ways you can help support the show by doing things you're probably already doing, like buying gear. The primary one being ToneMob.com slash Sweetwater. If you go there, Sweetwater is very generous with the percentage that they share with the show. So anything that you do through that link, it doesn't have to be just the things that come up on the suggested list when you click that. Anything you do will come back and help a lot. As well as ToneMob.com slash Reverb. They've been supporting the show for a long time, and Sweetwater doesn't carry everything, so if you're looking to score something vintage or off the beaten path, ToneMob.com slash Reverb is the place to go for that. And let's not forget ToneMob.com slash StringJoy. That's right. If you need some guitar strings, that is the place to go. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, You know, share this with your friends, all that stuff. And uh, patrons, get ready for an extra hour dropping for you with me and Thomas getting into heavier musical subjects. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Talk to you next time. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market.